0: Get up, come on, get down with the sickness Get up, come on, get down with the sickness Get up, come on, get down with the sickness Open up your head and let it flow into me Get up, come on, get down with the sickness Your mother Yes,
1: hello Joe. Hi! Hi, welcome
2: to the Chronically Fully Sick podcast Before we begin, on this, our 10th episode... We'd like to inform you that we are recording on the stolen lands of the Guana and Kulin nations. Sovereignty was never ceded and this was and always will be Aboriginal land.
1: Uh, My name is Chloe Sargent and I am a writer, an illustrator, a passionate noodle enthusiast and a chronically fully sick chick. With me as always is my co-host the stunningly gorgeous good gorgeous gorgeous fellow sicky and OTT scallywag Joanna Nilsson. Uh, I like rap scallion as well. Dirt Rapscallion. bag yeah. Do it back. Dipshit. <laughs> Dipshit. <laughs> um, if you want to get updates on us and the Chronically Fully Sick podcast, you can do that on Twitter at ChronicFullSick or Instagram at chronically fully sick, or you can get in touch with us via our website, chronically fully uh, we do have a group on Facebook as well called Chronically Fully Sick, which is filled with lovely spoonies who chat about all things chronic illness, uh, but we will be creating a more general page soon so we can keep the uh, chronic uh, chronic illness advice and solidarity posts and the podcast related posts uh, sort of in separate places. So stay tuned on that one. You have some uh, news
2: that you were just telling me about possible things that may help yes. um,
1: pains in the bod. So, yeah, I was really excited by this news. I think it kind of came out yesterday or the day before maybe. I can't remember. What's time anymore? Mm. So we've obviously had a long struggle with legalising marijuana, uh, medicinal marijuana, in Australia for a very, very long time and it seems like there was sort of no end in sight and a lot of our listeners will probably know that trying to get a prescription for CBD and all of that kind of thing is so many hoops to jump through um, it's very and expensive. very expensive. Yeah, news came out yesterday that um soon low dose CBD will be available over the counter in Australia, which is like seems really out of the blue to me, but apparently it's been in the works for a while, but maybe just not that widely reported.
2: A lot of um, people, I think, have been working on it behind the scenes for a really long time. Um,
1: yeah, for I sure. I know a lot
2: of pollies in Victoria have been really pushing for it for a very long time too, so that's great mm. news.
1: Yeah, so as far as I can see, it's um, uh, national and um, it will be implemented from February the 1st, 2021. So. Oh, my gosh, that's so that's a- soon. That's so soon. Um, yeah, so I was really quite amazed by that because, um, you know, even I sort of mentioned it to my dad who has um, uh, a disc issue. Uh, one of his discs in his back is not in the right place from an injury. And I was like, you know, you will be able to try it and that kind of thing. So a lot of different people with a lot of different issues are finally going to be able to – it will be accessible to them. Mm. So obviously prices and stuff haven't come out though, so who knows about that yet. But mm. we'll soon find out.
2: mm I wish they would just make Dachronic yeah. for legal. Hey,
1: mm, yeah, they um no I comment. Feel like that's, uh, <laughs> quite far away. <laughs> Considering it was uh, when was it? It was uh, New Zealand had a vote on it. Um, yeah, in the recent not election. a public vote in parliament. Yeah, and it was like um, yeah, it was like majority of New Zealanders, um, the New Zealand poly said no, and I was like, oh well, if New Zealand's not going to do it, then we're bloody a million, million years away from it.
2: But it's so legal yeah. in America and it's very yeah. powerful. And, I mean, people can tax it and earn a lot of money for, mm. you know, the and state And it's or also, whatever. like, boosting
1: the econ- economy massively.
2: The like, other thing to consider is probably why Australia doesn't want to mess with it is the implications um, for people in jail and drug
1: charges. Totally, yeah. Um, and just, I mean, there's so many of those in America as well and it's – I find that amazing. Mm, The
2: prison industrial complex is a little bit more powerful over there, I think. But um, like, Mm. I mean, how can you be in jail for a marijuana charge when it's become legal in your state? It just doesn't make sense. And of course, it's, you know, majority men of color that experience this as well. So that sucks.
0: Anyway,
1: legalize it. Broken, broken. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) America's fucked and legalize it. Yes,, uh, so this is our last episode that we're doing before
2: Christmas. There's been much discussion around the place about Christmas and how to handle Christmas when you have a chronic illness. Now, as we yes. both know, it can be pretty orcs um at. Mm-hmm you know, various social occasions throughout the year. And the end of the year tends to squish all these social occasions together and really whoop us in the butt about things to do with pacing Mm, and eating the wrong thing and forgetting to take your medication on time because you've Mm. drunk too much Prosecco. Yeah, Damn that Prosecco. It always gets me. So we thought we would come through for yous. With some not just tips on how to handle Christmas or Hanukkah or just the get togethers that you're obliged to go to if you're a sicky, and also perhaps some um, sicky gift ideas that we thought of. Um, and hopefully, yeah. people that like us will um, listen to this and also buy us things.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Baby wants a present. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we're going to go into uh, some general tips about how to deal with the, uh, you know, silly season and that kind of thing. Mm. Um, you know, it's a very much as I do as I say, not as I do kind of situation <laughs> I because <know>. I have <laughs> not followed them. Like, we are the worst people to be giving you these tips because, like, oh, oh, boy. Okay, so Maybe just, like, <laughs> learn from our mistakes that we still continue making.
2: <laughs> My first two tips are so ridiculous. Mm. I've written a heading, Managing Christmas, And the first point is, I'm not dealing with it. I feel like I'm
1: going to die. (laughs) Yeah, my first point was, disclaimer, don't. Yeah, don't. (laughs) Don't trust anything I say because I (laughs) I don't know how to do this either and I'm still learning every Um, single day. Yeah, I'm so exhausted. Um, I want to cry until my tits fall off. Yeah, the end of the year, like wrap-up this year has felt so much more dramatic at work and that kind of thing oh my god Than previous years just because 2020 is such a shit show so now that we're (laughs) like like going into the holiday season with like limited energy already but that leads me to my first point chloe is Mm, (laughs) you
2: use the pandemic as an excuse
1: (laughs) to not do stuff that is a really good one actually like yeah you know, this year has been such like I said a absolute clusterfuck shit show. So we may as well like use it to our advantage and be like, mm-hmm. "No, I'm really sorry I can't go to gatherings because, you know, I'm you know, immunocompromised or whatever it is and I just I it's really risky for me to get sick." So, you know, yeah. Even if that's true or not, just just say it. Just I'm. It. Ju- I'm just scared <laughs> of of our... going outside. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the outside world anymore. Mm. And I don't want you to come to me. <laughs> no, never. Um, yeah. If you are going to go to someone's house, though,
2: I find it's really good to just, if you can, give them the heads up that you might need to lie down on a sofa at some point. Sometimes I'll just go mm-hmm. and lie down on a sofa at my aunt's house with, you know, a bit of wine and sort of hold court from there lying down yeah i also would recommend taking a an advocate with you or something i don't know a better word oh no mm. i should stop drinking when i do this um
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> i've forgotten all the words and i'm burping audibly i know my microphone
0: <laughs> um so <laughs> no, like um, yeah, a advocate? family
1: member so mm.
2: get someone that no- that knows what's up to maybe feel field questions if you need to go lay down or some member of the family starts telling you you look unwell, maybe they can cut in on things for you and save you the effort of trying to explain stuff. However, that said, I never explain anything. No one ever understands what fibromyalgia is, and I can't be bothered telling them. So I usually just say I've hurt my
1: back doing something,
2: travelling there wore me out, or I slept funny.
1: I think when I, um, if someone asks me anything about my health or it comes up in conversation, I, would you know... I don't know how, but if it does, I think I just keep things extremely general. Mm. And so I'm just like, oh, I have this thing that makes me tired all the time. So I just have to go lie down. And I think that was a big learning curve for me, learning that I could just go have a nap mm. in the middle of Christmas day if I wanted to. Like, totally, Pe- nothing's going to happen if I do that. People because, get like, drunk and do that. we always have it at my house. <laughs> yeah. People, are, we always have Christmas at our house, um. Um, like my mom and dad's house. And so we're... Because we're the hosts, we're running around cooking and getting people drinks and all of that kind of stuff. Mm. And so it's just kind of like, it's exhausting. And yeah, one year I was just like, I'm going to go fucking lie down. And I did. And then when I came back out, it was all, everything was all the same and it was all fine. Nothing was on fire. Chloe, That make, was a massive learning curve for me. Make your dog be a butler. Oh, she would be so cute <laughs> as a butler with a little tie. Yeah. oh, oh And a little plate on her back. <laughs> yeah. She's just giving canapes to people. That would be very cute. It'll pop it. Aww. It would be. Maybe I will. I'll train her to do that. But there's something... No, she hates people more than I do. <laughs> there's something to that, though. Like, I've kind of just learned
2: to be kind of cavalier about it mm. and just be like, it's different at a work function or something. My tip for that is is arrive early and leave early if you've got a work thing. Regardless, though, Mm -hmm. be cavalier about it. If you need a back massager, bring a back massager. Just do it. If people ask you questions, just go,
1: yeah, my back hurts. But I do recognise that it does take a lot of confidence to do that. I remember the first time I went somewhere with my um, my cane, and that was like it felt like such a big, big moment being somewhere public with a walking stick, mm. like a mobility aid. Mm. And so I, yeah, completely recognise that like we can say just be cavalier about it, and it that is a massive hill to go over. But mm. please uh, trust us when we say that it is possible, and you will get there. So we're pushing you, know, you up and keep... over that hill and over that cliff, baby. Yes, we are here to hold your hand over that hill. Yeah, so I think it's um, the pacing yourself on Christmas Day and like holiday parties and stuff like that. It is incredibly hard. And I think one of the most important things is just be easy on yourself and realize that you're going to make mistakes. Like mm. don't beat yourself up because you've caused yourself a flare, like, mm. you know, because you've done too much and that kind of thing. It All of this is a learning curve. And unfortunately, the nature of chronic illness means that we're learning every single day. Our illness evolves. You know, there's all these different things that are happening all the time with our bodies. Mm. So, yeah, don't beat yourself up if you do go over your limits because we've all done it and there's always another year to give it another go, okay? So, mm-hmm. Be kind to yourself, I think, Mm. is the number one uh, silly season tip. And also realise that you don't have to do everything. It's fine. Yes. You can say no to things and that's okay.
2: And wear a festive moo-moo. They're quite comfortable.
1: Where does one get a festive moo-moo, Jo? I don't know. Like a sack. (laughs) I don't know. Just a colourful
2: sack. I've got one that I... Just make one. Yeah, Sure. Yeah. Just
1: be comfortable. Wearing something comfortable as well. Like I used to get dressed up for Christmas and then one year I was like, I'm not going to wear shoes. I'm just not because I don't feel like I should. And it was so much more comfortable. Mm. And I didn't, my legs didn't ache the next day. Well, they did, but not because I was wearing high heels the day before. Yeah. Wear an Adidas tracksuit with the
2: crotch eaten out of it by the dog. You know, it's fine. <laughs>
1: that's such a specific example from Joe. <laughs> it's so specific.
2: Maybe someone should buy um, me a new Adidas tracksuit <laughs> for Christmas. Speaking
1: of Christmas <laughs> gifts, Christmas gifts. So Joe's number one is an Adidas tracksuit that doesn't have the crotch uh, eaten out by dogs. So that's weird. Um, but we do have some more general <laughs> christmas gift ideas for uh for yourself or the spoony in your life mm. or you know or the spoony gift or the gift s- tips the sick person you hope to be <laughs> yeah dress for the job you want
2: <laughs> um so actually top of the list and it kind of sucks because they're not super ethical in like manufacturing practice and that kind of stuff but i do find that Kmart are actually really good with accessibility stuff. Me and Chloe yeah. both have a shiatsu pillow that both burns and bruises us because we use it to
1: yeah to we use it way too much um, and it's not the same we use one it too together aggressively as well not the same one together yeah we're not sharing it. <laughs> It's like the sisterhood of the travelling pants and we just keep sending this massager back and forth between Victoria and The travelling Adidas no. pants with my crotch. Um, They actually have this really super
2: cool line of diverse dolls with, I guess, disability. So it's really, yeah. really, really, really cool. Uh, They actually have yeah. a bionic so leg
1: gal, which made me super happy. It's incredibly cool. People and, and that would be a really aids. cool gift as well for like a younger Spoonie or even like... If you have a a youngin in your life and their parent, Mm. one of their parents has a chronic illness. Mm -hmm. And so to help normalize that kind of stuff in their life, that would be incredibly cool. Mm. They're really, really, really Mm. awesome. I think it's really cool. And they also
2: have a lot of, it's under fitness, but like a lot
1: of back massager things, massage guns, spiky balls, that kind of stuff. Massage vouchers are always a absolute winner yeah any spoonie in your life totally like if every single person that was going to give me a christmas gift all gave me massage vouchers i'd be like thank you so much like, i know that's the best thing in the world we also
2: um would like to recommend if the person doesn't have scent issues a lot of spoonies do so just like maybe yeah. do some intel I so a lot of l- people have sensory stuff that smell was one of the big ones, mm-hmm. so yeah, gives people double, headaches a lot. Check it out. Um, but mm-hmm. fresh flower delivery once a week for a year would be so amazing mm-hmm. for a lot of people that have to spend a lot of time
1: at home and in bed. That would be wonderful. Yeah. Um, There's also some places that do like indoor plant deliveries. Mm. So if they don't have like a pet that's going to, you know, eat it and get sick, (laughs) then uh, the indoor plant delivery things can also be a really good idea. But maybe not one a week because then you would have like 50 plants. (laughs) <laughs> and then you'd have to yeah, look after it. It doesn't have to be one a week. You can just buy, <laughs> just buy them an indoor plant. Just the one. That's fine. And to that, yeah. um,
2: super soft bed sheets always really good
1: for a sick person. Yes, Uber eats absolutely. Vouchers. The, with the bed sheets, uh, some of the one of the other thing that things that spoonies often have is temperature regulation issues, mm-hmm. which is like dysautonomia is one of the things that causes that, and all sorts of different. You know, it's just a symptom of a bunch of different chronic illnesses. But um, there are bed sheets that help with temperature regulation that are made out of bamboo oh. and that kind of thing. So, you know, even if they're too expensive for you to get just yourself, maybe like a voucher to put towards that kind of thing would be a really cute idea. Like I would love that because when i got them they were completely life-changing for me i have such bad temperature regulation that it was like mind-blowing when i got these sheets awesome i was like oh you don't have to wake up sweaty Mm. (laughs) four times a night
2: that's great oh man i just thought i was going through early menopause but i might just have the wrong sheets
1: yeah give the honestly like i thought that was a thing for me as well i thought that i was getting like menopause symptoms as Mm. part of my like periods Mm. and stuff but no, I have like temperature regulation issues as one of my symptoms of fibro. That's why they want to test me for the dysautonomia stuff. But mm. we haven't we haven't got into that yet, which is a cool thing for the new year. Yeah, mm. I had to get tested
2: for endometriosis. Yay! That's my other one as well. Yeah, <gasps> endo and dysautonomia.
1: Yeah! Woohoo! Oh. We love things to look forward to in the new year. I new know. year, new us. Wee. <sighs> um,
2: I did say the last frontier, which would be a stable table. I just can't get there, you know? Like,
1: <sniffs> um... <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> mm, something else is unstable <laughs> in your body, I reckon. I'm really Funny loose hell. this afternoon, baby. I'm sorry. <laughs> no! <laughs> um. Just what drugs have you taken? I feel like my like two tramadol are really sort of sitting nicely, and you're Babe. like, <laughs> I haven't taken any.
2: I think I'm just like, maybe
1: that's the problem. Mm.
2: <laughs> Capitalism and having to work is the bad drug that I've taken today. Yeah,
1: that is the the true drug of life, isn't it?
2: Um But um, yeah, like I do, I I do a lot of work in bed. I'm lying in it a same. lot of time. My computer is on my legs, burning it, but I still refuse to get a stable mm. table because I feel like it's just like the last frontier, you know?
1: <laughs> See, I don't, I don't have a stable table. I got this um, little tray thing from, mm. I can't remember where from. It was eBay, I think. It was an online thing. Um, and that was really good because it's just like a tray that goes over my legs and it's not mm. like sitting on my legs. And it kind of flips up a little bit so the computer's at eye level. Mm, and then it's got I a little need. bit next to it where I can put, like, a drink and that kind of thing. Like, it's really mm. – I really love it. Like, I use it a lot. Yeah. Maybe I need so to get So that's an option instead of stable table. Mm. Yeah, you just need to get over it.
0: What else you got um,
1: here? There's, like, lots of voucher ideas that um I think is one of those things that everyone thinks vouchers are a bit of a boring present. But honestly, if I got any of these, I'd be completely stoked. So there's, like – you could get Uber Eats vouchers because – if you know any spoonie trust me there like that, everyone knows that there will be days where even the simplest of meal is way too hard and you just need to order some food mm-hmm. so like to get you through the day so an uber eats voucher is amazing idea bellissimo amore or there's i thought that a really good one is like a chemist warehouse slash priceline voucher Because it could save them on a week where they don't have a lot of income Mm. to buy meds and that kind of stuff. And if, you know, that's not the case, then they can use it to buy, like, makeup and skincare Mm. and that kind of stuff, which would be a lovely treat for them. So it's a win-win in terms of it could be functional or it could be – what's the opposite of functional? Pretty recreational? No, that <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound right. Pretty? Recreational one. Pretty <laughs> mm. Most Sickies absolutely love skincare, mm-hmm. like doing masks in bed and mm. that kind of thing. So mm. anything skincare related is a good good idea.
2: Mm. And be, um mm. pyjamas, nice jumpers, super comfy slippers, mm. that kind of thing. Yes,
1: I've I've got the um these ones from Muji that were like twenty dollars and I have worn them to death and I'm going to go get go back to Muji when I get back to Sydney and buy another pair because I love them that much mm-hmm. because they're not like super like warm and tight like Ugg boots are. Like they're not like super warming. They're just like They'll stop my feet from being super cold, but they're also quite breathable. Mm. And yeah. But they're super soft and comfy and they don't if you don't know the person's shoe size, those are a good option because they just come in small, medium, and large. Mm. So like you can kind of guess, mm. you know? It's a bit more general. Oh, and
2: um, we do love yeah. books too. So a book voucher yes. to an independent bookstore is like awesome. Yes. And can I also just say don't, do not fucking buy anything from Amazon ever
1: mm. on this list. Yeah, I was really worried when I started um, talking about the bed table. I was like, oh, God, did I get that from Amazon? But I didn't. I didn't get it from Amazon. So you cannot kill me now, Joe. <laughs> um, I just say that, um, listeners, because they are absolutely terrible to their
2: workers. And we've yes. all heard stories about that. She says as she mm-hmm. picks up her iPhone. But we're doing our yeah. best. Yeah. <laughs>
1: We can only do our best and being conscious of it and trying to make as many good decisions as you can is all we can do. But yeah, the you know, we've also we've also spoken about Kmart today, so yeah. Look, we can only live within our means. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> and also if you have if this is for someone
2: really special and if you have the money, like make sure they're up on their tech. Um, if they are into yeah, that kind totally. of thing, it's staying connected when you can't be there physically in a lot of places mm-hmm. is so important. So that is totally. my probably it's last an accessibility
1: tip. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My um I like when I moved into state, being away from my family, like I can't imagine doing that without like FaceTime or Zoom or like any of those like video chat kind of things, you know? Like
2: oh, I'm just a bad life-saving. daughter. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: You're like I also live interstate from my family, and I could not give a shit. No, we have a no, family I'm chat, but that's fine. Group chat, cute. Mm. Um, the other idea that I had was like, have you seen those electric jar openers? Where the like, they it's got little arms, and the arms go like zzz into the middle, so it grips each side of the jar, and then spins around, so it opens mm. it for you. So See, you know a not, spoonie that has like that's not glamorous enough for me, man. Oh no! I love functional presents. I'm. Yeah. I do too. You're, I you're do very too. glam and OTT, but I'm like, mmm, jar opener. Ooh. Just like
2: make the pajamas like fur trimmed or something, or do you know what I Just, mean? Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. It's got to be long otherwise she won't wear them.
2: <laughs> now speaking of tech, darling, and mm. keeping in touch, especially on Facebook. Hmm. There was something real cute that I sent you today.
1: <laughs> yeah. So we have right. spoken about this uh, before. We have spoken about this before, but um yeah, Joe Joe made a um a discovery. Um, mm-hmm. a Facebook group that has really rocked her world. So mm-hmm. to take you back to uh whatever episode it was, I can't remember. The first um, episode. <laughs> was it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we, we spoke about some of the um, more bizarre things that people have suggested to us uh, over the years um, as a management technique or a treatment or a cure for our mm-hmm. chronic illnesses. And one of the weirdest ones that I've ever gotten was when a stranger in a pub overheard me talking about having fibromyalgia and came up to me and asked if I'd ever tried urine therapy. So essentially it was like, you should drink your own piss. And I was mm-hmm. like, thanks, stranger, bye. Um, and I didn't drink my own piss, but he was adamant that it would cure me within weeks. You might have guessed it, jo, listener.
2: We are doing another section of Quack
1: Watch. Hell yeah. <coughs> okay. <laughs> Great. Today, Joe will be talking about joining this group that she found on Facebook called, is it just called Urine Therapy? Uh yeah, and it is. You're in yeah, therapy people and who use font is wild too. There's seven
2: thousand yeah. members of this, right? Um, yeah, from all over the world. Yes. In order to get into the group, they really screen you. They're like, we don't mm. accept anyone that has fake-sounding names or porn-style-looking pictures, and we look at what groups you're a member of, and you have to answer all these questions as to why you want to join. So, oh, uh, to I see was if like, you're going to be
1: like. Doing exactly this, basically, and doing exactly and what we're doing. talking about yes. on a podcast.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I have like a really bad illness, and I'm just thinking that mm. like drinking urine could like be really beneficial. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the pin posts at the moment, right, are mm. about. Oh my god. Okay. All right. This I'll is start not, off with <laughs> this. Is
1: not good podcast. <laughs>
0: You're I'm just sorry. scrolling,
1: looking at your phone and scrolling and saying, oh, my God, is not good at okay. all material. <laughs> the basic def- – okay, this is one of the pin posts.
2: Bring up those okay. screenshots I sent you in the meantime, huh? Oh um, the basic definition of urine therapy, in quote marks, is using your own, in brackets, urine internally or externally as a way to aid or sustain your health. Urine therapy, which includes drinking, injecting –
1: Injecting, yeah.
2: What? Massaging with and or bathing in urine is an ancient practice that is used today not only in times of sickness but also in times of good health for preventative health maintenance. Um, they're saying oh, that it can it cure anything no from a throat ache, a throat ache, a throat ache. I, uh, that's not a word. Yeah, I've that's not ever a heard word. Before. To tuberculosis, Ooh. which people don't get anymore. It's no. not the eighteen hundreds. To asthma. Do people still get TB?
1: I don't no. know. TB's been eradicated, hasn't it? I don't know. Actually, I don't know. I That's, think you fix no, it with antibiotics, no like science, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I've heard whole things. Yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> that old chestnut. Yes. To major skin problems such as eczema, psoriasis, and even skin cancer. Now, mm. I don't need
1: to tell you listeners that none of this is true. Yeah. We're all very uh, smart and uh, have our wits about us here, now, but yeah, these people—some of them—go to the extent of claiming that it can cure cancer. Mm. Which, uh, if you listen to our last episode, we had a very um, little, an angry little vent about people that uh, try to sell these just bullshit things. I would call to it an ex- as cures an extensive rant, calling them fascists and Nazis, basically. Yeah. Um, we did, and that was that was fun. Chloe! Um, but, yeah, they say that it cures cancer, apparently. So, fuck them. Don't you think it's fuck really them?
2: ironic that you started off in the womb, surrounded by your own urine, and went through life thinking urine was a waste product of your body, and now you've come full circle looking for the holy grail of medical miracles? Well, we are. Our arms are open and ready to help you. Um, oh, wow. Wow. Babies don't float in urine in the womb.
1: No, I, I don't know a lot about pregnancy and babies, but I don't think I they just, do. that doesn't sound right to me. Are they just surrounded by their own little pellets of shit just floating around in there too? <laughs> no. I don't know a lot about the miracle of birth, but I just it doesn't sound The big tummy is it's accurate not to just me. full of turds. <laughs> it's full of turds. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't oh know. my god. I don't and now, okay, oh, that you addict- shit yourself when you're giving birth, so I don't. <laughs> Nothing surprises me about okay, this process anymore. Okay, you need to anymore. join this
2: group and start drinking your own fresh urine, not aged mm. urine, as people have been doing. Uh, in this group, yeah, that's a different be- thing, right? There's- they're being lectured about, and you might want to save yourself the time and stop posting anything about urine therapy curing COVID nineteen because Facebook will just remove it. So that's a little tip
1: for you there. Mm. Little, little hot tip: Don't talk about your piss curing your coronavirus because Facebook will boot you.
2: Yeah, um, they, but they seem well, to have no problem with someone posting
1: a a gigantic spa full of piss. Yes, I saw. I've seen that one. The spa full of piss, and it it asks. How many of my friends and like how much of my piss and my friends piss would it take to fill up my spa so I can bathe in it? Uh. Can you imagine, Joe, if I called you one day and I was like, mate, mate, I, I need I need you to send me just like a bucket buckets of your own piss because I need to bathe in it. You would be like, well, the podcast is cancelled and no, um, I'd so be is our like, friendship. is this a sexual thing? And B, will you pay me? <laughs> You're just like, well, I don't offer that on OnlyFans, but mm-hmm. maybe one day. Has anyone um,
2: tried putting their urine in a soda stream to add carbonation? I've got a soda stream right my, here. Yeah, just that. give it a red hot go, mm, mate. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> like a great
1: idea. Delicious. So would you like to read um, out some
2: of the lovely... Lovely little yeah. bits and pieces that I sent across.
1: Yeah. So there's there's some of them that, and we we'll, we're going to be quite brutally honest here. There is some of them that are so bizarre that they're funny. But then there's some of them that obviously these people have bought into this, and that it's actually incredibly scary mm, and sad. It is sad. So yeah. You know, I think we all understand that desperation of trying to cure something that is uh, a chronic thing that aff- that affects us. Mm. But I think the thing that really the one that really scared me was a woman that said she's um 26 from the UK. Mm-hmm. She's fighting her third recurrence of sarcoma.
0: Mm.
1: Um she never had chemo or radiation, only surgeries. Um and this time she asked God to show her alternative healing and he led her along this path, which path heard the path meaning urine therapy. So she's been doing it's more urine like a therapy along with an <sighs> Not yeah, a path, a stream. You're, you're, <laughs> you're a monster. <laughs> you're such a monster. Um, So she's been uh, doing urine therapy along with a fruit-only diet. So she's doing urine looping. I don't know what that is. Do you Have you looked into what that is?
2: No. By the sounds of it, though, I assume it's like drinking your pee and that's it and then just peeing that out and then drinking it again. I reckon that's what oh. it probably is. Are we going to lose a bunch of um, listeners with this episode?
1: I can't tell. Probably. Probably. <laughs> I've, I've lost all consciousness. I have no idea. at these posts. I have no idea anymore. Um, but started doing rubs on, on her whole body. So she says, I don't see any visible shrink in my tumour at the moment. But the scary thing is I see a small pea-sized tumour that's new right next to oh it. My God. Is this something common? I'd love to hear any similar stories. And I just... That makes me feel so scared that this woman is refusing chemo and radiation and is now seeing more tumors pop up and thinks that it's just a side effect of her drinking her own pee. And oh, God, I just, I'm, yeah, these people that push these kinds of things, they just, again, I know we say this all the time, this is an ACAB podcast, but these people do belong in jail. Mm-hmm. Like, these people are hurting people. Piss jail. Um, piss jail um but the other one you sent me joe weirdly enough is about not the number ones but the number twos Mm. um and this is one of the weirdest things and most disgusting things i've ever read right i will read this out verbatim (laughs) believe it or not (laughs) believe it or not there is nothing wrong with a little bit of poop it is minimally toxic Dot dot dot. We actually use small amounts periodically in our kids' diets. As we have read it makes their immune system stronger. Kind of like eating dirt or putting a pacifier back in a baby's mouth when it's fallen on the floor. We use about a tablespoon and add it to chili. Oh my god. The kids have no no. clue. I just cannot with they're taking shit and putting it in chili. And I they legitimately think that's somehow helping. But also it's like there's a a consent
2: issue there I think as well as apart yeah. from like being like really fucked.
1: Yeah. And like these kids aren't sick either. These kids are just normal kids. Like these kids are just like being everyday kids. Oh my and God. they're being fed shit. And that's just the weird Anyway, this group is like the wild wild west like do not go and join it unless okay, you are can properly I- ready to see some shit did i didn't send you the one of the chick with the red eyes did i I think I've seen that one Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a a screenshot one that's like a post that's going around that's viral. I've been Um, doing
2: urine drops in my eyes and holding a glass of urine over my eyes for short durations throughout the day. My eyes are getting red and discharging large large amounts of pus. I was wondering if anyone else went through this. That is called detox. Keep doing it with fresh urine and the redness and discharge will stop. And there's a picture of a woman with the
1: reddest eyes.
2: Yeah, oh she looks Lord. like she has
1: pink eye and like there's visible pus coming out of her eyes. Like, but and all, all of these people in the comments are responding back to her, going, Oh, yeah, that's totally normal. That's going. the detox. Yeah, as if like your eyes are just filled with pus and this is all coming out and that's what was causing your issues. Um, I, it is, like I said, the wild, wild west. It is unbelievable. I really want what to finish with last, one last one.
2: Okay. My husband. Hello. Hello. I'm scared. hello. <laughs> My husband is repulsed by my aged urine rubs. He hates mm. every single thing about it. Even, mm. with-
1: <laughs> oh, Jesus.
2: Mm. even with the essential oils, he says he still smells it all over me, even to the point he doesn't want to touch me. Should I compromise only by drinking it <laughs> and using it up the nose, ears, etc.? What's etc.? The bum. Wait, they snort it
1: as well?
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. I have literally
2: tried everything to get rid of the smell. He even says the jars look like dead waste. Please, I need some help. The response?
1: Oh, my. Mm.
2: I will give you the same advice I gave blank, who is now a member of this group too, when his husband was complaining about AU. I assume that's not Australia.
1: Aged urine. (laughs) Leave him. Yeah leave him oh of course that's the advice leave him there are other because it's not complete
2: (laughs) there are other fish in the sea and had he never left we would have never began our journey together united by urine
1: oh aged urine
2: rubs with a partner are electrifying spiritually
1: (laughs) oh oh my god oh my god oh my god So they're like they're using oh, I'm it. Crying. <laughs> this yeah. This is um. Oh it's really weird God. being speechless when you're recording a podcast. <laughs> like I just I don't um I can't. I don't know. What to, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Should like, I just move on? to Okay. The next so some people some people are into pee play as like a sexual thing, and there is That's absolutely totally no kink shaming on this podcast. Yeah. That's totally fine. Who writes but about saying it, like, that it's oh like a medical treatment that is electrifying spiritually? Just is the weirdest. I just have no words. I for I think that. you're just that into is... golden showers, my friends. Yeah, that's... just be cool with admitting that. Yeah, that's, that's okay. You're into pee play. Like, Don't tell to people about it. It's fine. Just piss on your husband in the shower. That's yeah. fine. Just piss on your husband in the shower and leave everyone in peace. Yeah, stop posting about it on Facebook as if it's a medical treatment. That's so weird. I know. So Oh my god. If anyone has oh. any questions, I'll be happy to go back in and do
2: a more investigation. Just like as yeah. a as
1: a public service. Um As a public service because she needs to like as I think she also said in a earlier podcast she needs to check on the maniacs about town um, <laughs> Yes, that is, yeah that because is these realistic. people are our neighbors we they are the people we we pass in the shops they so, might uh, be serving you food with aged, mm, urinal, aged urine or cake delivered on it mm. Mm, a delicious vinegary dressing mm. um yum, 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 yum. <laughs> so yeah like totally cool if you're into people. Eh? just don't masquerade it as some kind of medical treatment that gives people hope when they're dying um, because that makes you a complete fuckhead. So that's yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's quack watch. So um, I'm sorry.
0: There you go. <laughs> <laughs> And
1: we're back. Yes, we did have a brief uh, intermission where apparently both of our internet shit itself um, at the same time. Probably because we were talking about piss and shit too much. <laughs> um, so yes, we've had a brief intermission, but we are back with our next segment. Please, Defense Joanna,
2: cut us off. No, no, Narks allowed to listen to Mm-mm. the podcast you're not allowed Mm-mm. i have put in our show notes a picture of a man and this is the mm. man i'll be doing historically fully sick about this week would you like to describe him to me chloe
1: yes i it's so hilarious to mm. me that we like love doing old white men that's all yeah why do we do this he is a um he's got a very he's very bushy just in general he's got Mm. um, dark bushy eyebrows and Mm -hmm. a dark very bushy moustache and then he's got very white bushy hair and a white bushy beard so his overall face shape is like nothing I've ever seen before he looks like Um, an angry cloud yeah he does look like an angry cloud um, but he does have nice brown eyes so Mm. that's Mm. good for him do you think he's a nice or an evil person I don't know. I always get tricked by historical photos because <clears> I'm like, mm, you, you look alright, and they're like, no, that's mm-hmm. you know a war criminal. So you know, I'm not going to guess because I don't want to have that on the record. And you know, if I ever go for politics one day, it'd be dug up by the Herald Sun, like some people we know. So, so yes, who is it, Joanna? Well, most people know Karl
2: Marx. As the I man was wondering the if it was socialism.
1: Ka- yeah, I was wondering if that was Karl Marx or not. But I, to be honest, I don't think I've ever seen a good photo of Karl Marx, like a I good I purposely image. got like I think a
2: computer-made one or something because I thought I you might that, yeah. recognize the other one.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I, I, I would recognize the you. other <laughs> ones. You did. You tricked me. Where I was like, I think that might be Karl Marx, but I also don't want to sound like a dipshit if I'm wrong so (laughs) you know just self-preservation more than anything else but yes I I don't think I'm as much of a um a socialist as you are but um
2: I I don't know any theory
1: uh, I just think that people should share yeah, I just like sharing. <laughs> I um none of my um none of my thoughts have moved on since kindergarten where they taught me to share. I, I did read the Communist Manifesto when I was um a teen I'm sorry. teenager, so <laughs> yeah. It um, is extremely boring and difficult to read, but that's fine. Continue. Tell me about Karl Marx. So most people know
2: him as the man who gave the world socialism, influenced mm-hmm. Lenin, and inadvertently became the father to twentieth century communism. What people don't realize is that the nineteenth-century German intellectual, known for his influential theories on economics and politics, was also a lifelong sufferer of dermatological problems and debilitating chronic pain. Hmm. Did you know that? Wow! Wow! I did I know. not know that. So, Oh, my God. Karl Marx,
1: is Spoonie.
2: I know. In fact, yeah. Marx's lifelong experience suffering through chronic illness contributed to the development of his revolutionary theories that society should prioritize the life and well-being of people over the endless pursuit of corporate profit. Makes sense, doesn't it?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, now mm. like all of this is kind of coming together in my head now where it's just like, yeah, if we all put in a little bit, then all of us will be able to get health because all of us deserve health care. Mm-hmm. Totally makes sense. Yeah. Throughout mm. his
2: adult life, Marx complained frequently of skin boils and carbuncles, receiving various antiquated treatments, including lancing, that sounds unpleasant,
1: mm. arsenic
2: Yuck. and poultices Ooh. with little relief. That's surprising.
1: What? Um, Do you know what carbuncles are? I don't think I know what carbuncles are. I'll explain.
0: Mm.
2: Letters reveal him complaining to close friends and family of debilitating symptoms, writing, this is the most painful of the non-abscesses that I have, uh, French, and I hope it will <gasps> finally terminate the series. What does that mean? In the meantime, I can neither walk nor stand nor sit and even lying down is damned hard. Another Oof. sample. I have Relatable been much, content. I oh know. I have been much afflicted in the last 14 months by a recurrence of carbuncles and fresh ones are forever appearing. His what? health conditions frequently impacted his work and daily life as he would write to his close friend and collaborator, Frederick Engels. Mm. I'd have written before now, but for some 12 days, I've been strictly forbidden all reading, writing or smoking. He wrote, I had some kind of inflammation Ugh, of the that. eye. Com- oh, maybe he peed in his own eye. Um, mm, there we go. <laughs> Full
1: circle, guys. <laughs> <This> is-
2: <laughs> Combined with the most nox- obnoxious affection of the nerves of the head. So he had, um, mm. as well as these boils all over him, he had problems with his eyes and yeah, um, right. inflammation of the joints. Um, Interesting. Okay. Marx was never formally diagnosed with a chronic health condition, but in 2007, dermatologist and scholar Sam Schuster made a formal retro diagnosis that Marx had suffered from hydradenitis superativa, Mm -hmm. a chronic disease caused by blocked and inflamed sweat glands and characterized by lumps and abscesses in the groin and armpit area.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm, so, interesting. I know. So, so do they have, does that have like other symptoms and that's what the other symptoms yeah. were that he was experiencing? Yeah. Or was it like, oh, I interesting. So, yeah. Okay. According it just to, didn't exist at that point in time.
2: No. According mm. to Dr. Schuster, the psychological distress of this debilitating condition may have influenced Marx's work. The skin is an organ of communication and its disorders produce much psychological distress. In particular, Mm -hmm. Marx's condition contributed to his poverty and generally reduced his self-esteem. The chronic discomfort not only affected his work output, but was also responsible for the tone of his work, writing to his friend and collaborator, Engels, the bourgeoisie will remember my carbuncles until their dying day.
1: Oh my gosh, (laughs) that is the best thing I've ever heard. Yes, the bourgeoisie will remember our fibromyalgia until our dying days, Joanna. <laughs> um, a subsequent commentary written by another doctor um,
2: says because skin diseases have strong psychosocial effects, they may therefore significantly contribute to his perception of social relations and in consequence of society by requiring more medical services and sick days in a wage-based society. Marx's chronic illness led him to into poverty and consequently an unflagging belief in concepts like the social safety net. Mm. Um, so in the yeah, end, it makes sense. yeah. So in summary, it kind of says like in the end, Marx's views on capitalism may stem less from the psychological side effects of his illness and more from his particular vantage point as a chronically ill person who unduly suffered poverty as a result of the si- society he lived in. Capital is reckless of the health or length of life of the labourer, unless under compulsion from society. He famously wrote, "Personal health mm. circumstances granted Marx unique unique insight." into the failures and shortcomings of the existing social system, which he then leveraged into a social philosophy that took the entire world by storm. It's a profound reminder, chronically ill people are not mere victims of their illness or their bodies, but instead valuable members of society with distinct and necessary insights, and they can change the world.
1: Oh, that's amazing. I love mm. that. Mm. And it is is—it is one of those sort of things that... um. You know, as much as we can try to explain what our lives are like to able-bodied people, it is one of those things that, like, we do have a distinct vantage point that no one else, like, you can't really fully understand it until you're chronically ill yourself. That was beautiful. That was very, um, that was very wonderful to hear. It's kind of quite inspirational, Yeah, I I hate using the word inspirational about Spoonies because it, you know, immediately it makes me think about, um, as we said in our last episode, Stella Young and her sort of inspiration porn stuff. Mm. But, you know, just being reminded that, you know, our chronic illness doesn't mean that we can't change the world does make me feel a whole lot better sometimes. So he looked at at the world because of his
2: illness and wanted it to be a better place, basically. Absolutely. And that's Mm. inspirational for sure.
1: What is our next segment, Joanna?
2: It is Spoonie Hotline. Spoonie Hotline.
1: Spoonie Hotline.
2: So we have a bit of a couple of different ones this week. Um, mm-hmm. We have one from a couple of weeks back where we had someone write us a message and then we will yes. also finish the episode with a reading. All
1: mm-hmm. right. So we got a message from Alia. Who says, Hi, Joanna and Chloe. I am 24 and was diagnosed with endometriosis three years ago. I have just also gotten a fibromyalgia diagnosis and I Mm. thought I'd write you an email to to see how you manage your pain on a daily basis and also when you're having a flare. Thanks and love the show. It's nice to have a giggle about this horrible shit and you definitely make me laugh. Lots of love, Alia. Oh, thank you so much, Alia. (laughs) That's such a lovely message. It's kind of different for
2: everyone that has fibromyalgia. Like me and Chloe both have yeah. it, but we both manage our pain kind of differently. Um, would you like totally. to go first, Chloe?
1: Yeah. So um, I, I do, a, and I, I do think this is a bigger topic that maybe we can do a bigger section on in a mm. future episode mm-hmm. um, to go a bit more in depth. But um, generally, the things that I sort of do is. I do a lot of uh, pacing and mindfulness type stuff that I learnt when I went to a chronic pain clinic in Sydney. So you a lot don't of pacing mean and mindfulness
2: mindf- in the same in the kind of hippie sense, do you?
1: No, I mean um, like the actual psychological. What is it called? Like practice, where I do a lot of incidental mindfulness. Um, mm-hmm. And so I do that. Uh, I also do stretches every morning. Personally, can't do a lot of... um, I tried going to the gym and doing all of that kind of stuff and it just burnt me out and caused me flare-ups. So I do stretches and um, I do a bit of uh, the Y word, yoga. um, But I don't do actual classes. I just do the stretches that actually benefit me every morning. Um, And then apart from that, it's just I'm on Symbolta. Um, which I'm planning on going down on soon. And honestly, during flares, the only thing that ha- that helps me at the moment is just taking pain medication and riding it the fuck out. So mm. it's – and I get really frustrated because you can do everything right and the flare-up still happens. So that is one of my most hated things about fibromyalgia. But, um, yeah, I'm still working on not beating myself up for those times that um I do – end up having a flare up because it's just the weather sometimes it's just an
2: emotion that you've
1: had it can just be anything
2: it it sometimes it doesn't even have anything to do with pacing like yeah absolutely
1: like I could have paced myself I could have done stretches every day and then all of a sudden my body's like ah sorry nope (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah yeah, I honestly
1: it's (laughs) yeah so it's um yeah honestly just um painkillers and writing it the fuck out is just all I all I do. And I love to watch true crime documentaries in bed. That's about <laughs> it. What, what about you, Joe? Yeah. I had to get over the guilt of just
2: doing nothing for a mm, while when I have me a flare, And that's really hard to manage. But, again, like be easy on yourself. I, Beating yourself up can often make it worse. Totally. Sorry. I tried Lyrica for a while and I'm on record as thinking that that drug is not good however mm. it might
1: work for you not
2: sure yeah. i'm not a doctor everyone's
1: different so just remember um, that you you won't know how you're going to react until you try it mm. um but both joe and i had very bad reactions to lyrica which is yeah research draw, unfortunately
2: doctors don't really know what to do with you so they'll just throw drugs at you a lot of the time uh, totally. again like we always say ask your community ask other sick people Mm-hmm. You might have to do your own research. Keep asking heaps of questions. That would be my advice yep. with any um, medication for fibromyalgia at this point. I'm on um, totally. Baclofen, which is o- was okay for a while. It's an MS drug, um, but I'm going to taper off that really soon because it's not effective enough compared to the side effects it has. I do gentle exercise, Reforma Pilates. hate saying it, but it works. I'm mm-hmm. just scuttling along in like my... Cotton on, leggings, going off. I believe my Pilates teacher listens to this. So, hi, Merc, oh. how are you? She's, uh, chron- <laughs> she's a chronically fully sick gal as oh, well. Oh, good, good, good. Um, I also order a 25-kilogram bag <laughs> um, of Epsom salts off eBay
1: about once yes. a month and just about Epsom murder salt the so she-
2: per- mm. post person that has to, like, bring it to the door. I can hear Aww. them. <laughs> Every time they do. Oh,
1: Epsom salt baths is so I love Epsom salt baths. They're so helpful.
2: Valium, if you can get it. I usually just try and sleep through a flare, and I am on record many times on this podcast to saying that I do like kind of referred pain stuff kind of thing. Like I have a Shakti mat I use I use sometimes which is really pointy, sharp mm. mat. I um, have my own cupping kit that I use, which is. I was about a- to say, forgot about cupping. Yeah, love cupping costs you twenty bucks. Those kits on eBay, and it's just like a vacuum that pulls blood through the muscle. I think I'm not quite sure how it works, but it just does. So mm. it's twenty bucks. Give it a go. It might be good for you. Might be terrible. I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, I think the um the hard part is is that like we could give you all of the recommendations of what we do on a daily basis, but it doesn't mean that our exact combination will work for you or unfortunately with chronic illness and particularly fibro obviously because that's just our experience it's it's a trial and error thing constantly Mm. so it's just finding the right the the pretty common thing chloe though is Mm. definitely like if
2: you can do it gentle exercise even if it's just if you can go for a walk
1: it's better to move yourself than not move yourself in whatever fashion you can yeah, and it's it's hard because it hurts so much. But it's a long run situation, like it's a long. So run, true. Yeah, it is. Um, so that's why I do gentle stretches every day because it kind of, if I if I don't do it for a couple of days, I can feel it. So. Yeah, every, everyone's different. It's about exactly. finding the right combo for you. But um, yeah, obviously. It, we're always happy to answer questions like this and uh, feel free to join the Chronically Fully Sick group so you can get even more um, uh, answers from uh, members of our community. So mm-hmm. it is, it, you know, they're happy to give all of the suggestions and then you can try them one by one and see what works for you and what doesn't.
2: But good luck, Alia. Lots of love. Good luck. Thank you for your lovely message. Um, And we have uh, one last thing we're going to finish off with. But before we play it, I just want to say I'm very excited about seeing you on the weekend, Chloe.
1: Yes. Um, So Joe and I are actually seeing each other IRL this weekend, which is absolutely just I was not expecting it at all. um, And I'm very, very excited. I think we've only seen each other in
2: person like once.
1: (laughs) I think think it's twice. I can't quite remember though. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. yeah, we're definitely like internet friends that have just like never never fucked off from each other's lives.
2: <laughs> I thought you were going to say never fucked and just leave it there.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, also true. But uh... <laughs> Yeah, but so yeah, we'll be taking some cute selfies together um on yes. Saturday. So
2: that'll be really so, nice. So
1: um yeah, be prepared to have the um Your Instagram story is absolutely like flooded with social content of us just being excited to be together IRL. So, Mm -hmm. yay! Mm -hmm.
2: And speaking of Um,
1: cute and gorgeous friends, um, would you like to talk about the
2: message that we have to finish
1: up with? Yes. So we have a very special um, recording to play for you today, guys. It is um, the beautiful and gorgeous and stunningly talented Kylie Maslin, who Mm -hmm. is the author of a book called Show Me Where It Hurts. And she is a chronically fully sick gal um, who wrote this book Uh, while she was living with chronic illness and mental illness. And yeah, she's just... I've read this book and it is unbelievable. It's a book of essays um, about, you know, like young, spoonie things like trying to date and um, that kind of thing when you are chronically fully sick. Um, And all of these essays are so unbelievably relatable and they're so well written and she's just a stunningly talented spoonie. So I highly recommend um, it. The book was actually... Included in a list today of the 20 best Australian books of 2020 by The Guardian. So congratulations,
2: she's killing it.
1: Woo. I'm sorry um, you have to
2: be on our horrible episode of horror.
1: <laughs> yeah, sorry you're in the piss episode, Kylie, but we love you. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, and please enjoy this reading from the beautiful Kylie Maslin and I highly recommend picking up her book as a uh, Chrissy present for yourself or a loved one because it is so wonderful have a beautiful end of year everyone
2: and take it easy and be nice to yourself because you deserve it be kind to
1: yourself Mm -hmm. merry Christmas and happy holidays bye Bye.
0: hi my name's kylie maslin i'm a writer critic and author um living in adelaide on ghana country um lovely Jo and Chloe have asked me to read a little bit from my book which is uh, called Show Me Where It Hurts Living With Invisible Illness Um, and it's a collection of essays where I talk about my lived experience with um, chronic illness, chronic pain and mental illness. Um, and it uses a lot of um, pop culture to try and explain what those experiences look like and feel like for people who uh, haven't had those experiences themselves and want to understand a bit better. Um, Because I'm recording this on uh, Monday morning and I'm quite bleary-eyed, I thought I would uh, read about sex (laughs) from the dating chapter. Um, I think this is the bit that I have had a lot of feedback from, from people who um, find it, um, there's that brain fog, who find it, uh, who see themselves in experiences like this. I opened myself up to dating, one app at a time. When I feel like I'm in a good place, when I feel like my health is stable enough for me to cope with sex, heartbreak, or simply leaving the house. I matched with someone who loved football and who had a cute dog. It was definitely a date that was going to end in sex, so long as we both wanted it to. The chemistry was there from early on. I was nervous because it would be my first time since surgery but something about the relative anonymity made it easier. I was relaxed, we took our time, then I felt a pop and a rush. At first, I thought I was coming from a different position. I didn't feel right, and I, but I didn't want to stop and he didn't say anything. Afterwards, we stayed in bed and watched a football replay for a while. I asked him for a t- tissue to wipe up and when I pulled it away, it was soaked in blood. There wasn't any blood on the sheet, so I playfully cleaned off his stick and made some crude joke that I no longer remember. We lay together for a while longer and at one point I pushed my hand into my abdomen right near my pelvic bone grimacing. He said that looks like ovarian pain. Shocked I said what are you a doctor? I understand what basic anatomy is he replied. I've made this movement after sex many times before and the rare line of questioning ends when I quickly say I'm fine. No one wants to talk about pain and blood if they don't need to. But while I was on my back with my knees bent, he drew over my abdomen gently with his finger, pointing out all the things that have hurt me in various stages of my life. When he left the room, I grabbed more tissues and put my underwear back on to make a temporary pad. We fumbled around with each other's bodies a little and when his hands moved down, I tensed up and said, no, I'm done for the night. He left it at that. When the game finished, I left. The pain was intense by the time I got home and I debated going to hospital. Instead, I stayed awake and racked with pain, messaging a friend on the other side of the world while my quiet suburban surround slept, waiting for painkillers to knock me out. A few days later I saw my GP and told her what had happened. She gave me a pap smear and wrote a referral for an ultrasound. I would need to drink a full litre of water before the test so my bladder would be full. It was probably nothing serious but had that this had definitely only happened to me once, yes? Had we used a condom? Did I also need an STI check? He said he wanted to meet me again and we arranged to have dinner together a week later. He cancelled at the last minute and the next day he said he wasn't ready to date anyone right now. I wanted to say, who said anything about dating? But instead I said nothing. At the clinic, the ultrasound technician said that once the external part of the test was done, I would be able to empty my bladder and then they would do the internal test. Did I know what that entails? Yes, I said. You've had one before, she said. I have endometriosis. Oh, she said. The ultrasound was clear but the pap smear came back with an abnormality. I was given a referral to see a gynaecologist for a colposcopy. My GP explained the procedure as being like a pap smear on steroids. But don't worry, they'll just do it in the chair, you won't need an anaesthetic. A long deep breath later though, there was the talk of the possibility of cervical cancer. She said it could have just been the cyst exploding, dislodged from the sexual activity. Just, I thought. I remembered the violent rush. My body was finding new ways to punish me. Months later I was given the all clear. That one night, that one flaky boy with a cute dog, that one cyst had cost me hundreds of dollars and hours of my life and he knew nothing. I saw him recently outside a football stadium and tried to make myself invisible.